God allow us to go through something so that we have testimonies? And the reason why God allowed us to go through something so that we will have testimonies is because for every testimony you have, it becomes your bullets to deal with the devil. This is why believers go through bad things. The reason is that every bad thing you go through is a bullet that God gives you to deal with the devil because the Bible says they overcame the devil by the words of their testimonies. Testimonies is what they went through. If God allow you to have malaria and you called on God to heal you of malaria, he will heal you. By the time God heals you of malaria, you have now had a bullet to defeat the devil when it comes with typhoid. So now, when you are praying against typhoid, you will say, God, I remember how you healed me of malaria. I know you will heal me of typhoid. By the time you have done that, you have hit the devil. He runs. Because you have now Apart from defeating him by the blood of the lamb, you have heated him by the words of your testimony. How did David defeat Goliath? He says, I know that God will give me this uncircumcised Philistine and I will kill him. I will deal with him. They say, how do you know? He said, God gave me the bear and I used my hands and I tore the bear into pieces. I also held the lion who came to take my father's sheep. And I rented the lion into pieces. So I know. So now I would have asked God. Why did you allow a 17 year old boy to see a lion in the bush? Why didn't you protect him from seeing a lion in the bush? Why did you terrify the life of a small boy? What if he was not able to kill him? So God allowed David to see the lion in the bush. Because he knows that one day David will meet Goliath in the field. So all the people that never saw lion in the bush could not say anything to Goliath. So he had to keep quiet. He's painful, but he had to allow you go through it. It's called the test of time. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 is where we read it from. If you're there, I'm there. If you're not there, look at the screen. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Somebody said the blood. And by the words of their testimonies. Or their testimony. The words of their testimony. And the blood of the lamb was the tool used in overcoming the devil. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in him. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth 
and of the sea and for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth he had but a short time okay go back to verse 11 that's a key verse give me an nlt and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimonies and they did not love their lives tell somebody don't love your life they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die you may be seated in god's presence we've been on calm down series tell somebody calm down and all through the series, God has been talking to us about how some things are very important. Some things like the ability to be contented with what you have. And also some things that are not relevant at all. And most of the things that are not relevant was anxiety. That anxiety is not important depression, which one? Hastiness is not important at all. Alright, so today I'll be talking to you on what I call the test of times. Tell somebody, have you been tested by time before? Ask your neighbor, has time tested you before? You may not know whether you've been tested by time before until I ask you these few questions and you are able to answer them. Are there things in life you used to pray for, you used to pray to have, but now, even though you are given those things, you won't need them, but you used to pray for them. But now, even if you are given them, you will not need them anymore. Is there anybody like that? You used to pray for them, but now, if you are given those things, you will not need them. Example, you used to pray to be a student. Do you understand? You wanted to be in the university. But now, if you're given the opportunity to go to school again, you just finished writing your last paper. If you're given an opportunity to go back to school, you will say no. Am I talking to somebody? You used to pray and you wanted to be a copper, a youth copper. Some of my children who were crying, they want to go for service, they want to go for service. I was trying to talk to them that service is for children. I was trying to talk to them about it, that youth service is for children. It is to expose them. No, I'm telling you the truth. You may not know. It is designed to expose a child. That is why you are not meant to go to service where you are born, that is in your, your locality, and also where you're schooling. You have to go to another place. It's meant to expose you. That is to say, if your parents used to pamper you so much, they have never allowed you to leave them before, it is an opportunity for you to leave them for the first time. But for people like us that were already traveling out of the country and traveling in, it became a very boring thing for us. Do you understand what I'm saying? It became a very boring, my most boring, I will have to write a book on my most boring 21 days was in NYSC camp. So I was gathering some children and talking to them because of 
how I saw how excited they were to go for service. So I was trying to tell them, because we had a way of making them safe in a quiet room. I was trying to tell them, I would love you good for, in fact, the most exciting time in service is even the camp. And the camp is the most boring thing I will be writing about. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? The only thing that makes it exciting is the 30,000 that you will receive. That's if you cannot even make money by yourself. So I was talking to them about that, but none of them paid attention to what I was saying. Because for them, you have enjoyed your own, you don't want us to enjoy our own and so on. So I just kept quiet because sometimes life is better you test it yourself. So I just kept quiet. They were so excited about it and they left. I was quiet. Because I was thinking whether has it changed? Is it not you service again? It's okay. First day passed, second day they called me and they said I want to come back. I said, no, 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 no. Two days, you have 19 more days. The third day, another person called me and told me that it doesn't mean I will not be in church by tomorrow. I said, you have 18 more days to stay there. Enjoy all the boredom. They said they wake up very early, four o'clock in the morning, they do this thing, parade and so on and so on. I said, you have just done it for three days. Don't complain. You have 18 days more. So now, if somebody said to me, we have a good news for you. I said, what's that? We want to give you a free 21 days in NYSE camp. I would tell the person, are you well? You should say the sad news. You say the good news. All right, so let's get back to the teaching. Wow. Tell somebody, calm down. You see, the intention of these teachings is to make you not to be too excited about life and forget about God. And also to make you not to accuse God about the things that you're going through. There are many times in life that you are at the point where you are accusing God of everything that you're going through. You feel so bad that God is not treating you well. I told you a story about a young man who said him and God is not in good terms. Have you been in such position before? You just know that you are God, you are not in good terms at all. You feel God doesn't like you much. Though he likes you, but you feel he doesn't like you much. Let me see your hand lifted up. Just There's been a time that you feel that God doesn't like you much. If he likes you much, how come the other guy has a job I don't have? How come the other one has admission I don't have? Maybe I scored high in school and my result didn't come out. How come somebody who copied from me scored more than me? You get if you have been in that position, let me see your hand lifted up. You see, now, I've delivered you from hypocrisy now. Now, so the function of the teaching is to teach you why some bad things happen to you. And today, we are on test of time. The scripture that is very paramount for us today is Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. The book of Revelation is a review though it was written from the beginning but it's a review of what will happen at the end it's like somebody reviewing a book just like what i told the people who went for national service i could tell them what will happen to them in camp before i went for camp somebody that i've gone to camp was telling me the things i will need in camp one you will not be able to wear their knicker so buy your own knicker make sure it is white you will not be able to wear their own the Apollo may be too big for you, so get your own white polo. 
and everything, these are the things you will need. You will need a white shoe, you will need this, you will need this, you will need this. So the advice became like a review. It was like something that tells me everything before I get in. Am I talking to somebody? So the advices that was given to me was like my revelation, even when I was just beginning the Genesis. So even at the first day, my first day in the camp, I had already known what would happen on the last day. Because the person who was advising me said that last day, the people may be expecting the governor of the state or somebody very, very important, and those people don't come on time. In fact, one of the most worst advice I was given to was when you go to camp, don't do like you know marching too much. <laughs> if you act like you know marching too much, you will march all the days in the camp. Because after some time, people that are marching, they will now select the best. And they will be the one marching always and always and always. So if you wanted to show up, you'll be the one marching. If you see others of your friends relaxing, you will march. If you know how to play drums, don't jump and say you know how to play drums. And you want to play the show body, you will play. Am I talking to somebody? So we were in the field for more than four or five hours waiting for the governor to come. People that slumped, standing, because you are standing waiting. People that slumped were more than 50. You hear somebody has slumped there, somebody has slumped there, somebody has slumped there. So now, I got all the information before my day one in the camp. I already had my revelation at my fingertips. Am I talking to somebody? So revelation becomes like an overview of what you will go through. So if you ignore revelation, you find yourself getting yourself into a problem that you would have avoided. So that's why I love the book of Revelation because when you open the book of Revelation, you will see things that if you ignore, you blame yourself for ignoring them. When you open the book of Revelation, you will see where the Bible says, And I saw the great and the small standing before the judgment throne of God. And they are judged according to their deeds. So the book of Revelation tells us that nobody is too small to be judged. Am I talking to somebody? So the book of Revelation is also a very powerful book that it gives us an overview before time so that you will not say you did not know. The book of Revelation is the book that will tell you that books will be open. And one of the books that will be open is called the book of life. And the Bible says, whosoever, whether you're Michael Jackson, whether you're Obama, whoever whose name is not written in the book of life will have himself to blame. So it now makes me not to try to become somebody in life, but to make sure that my name is written in the book of life. So that's how powerful the book of Revelation is. The book of Revelation is somebody teaching you how to have first class when you have not yet gotten admission. It's teaching you how CGPA is being calculated. And tell you, when you get into studying of mechanical engineering, 
These are the causes you will likely have. And these causes are three credit loads. And you're asking, what is three credit loads? Say, keep quiet. You will understand it better by and by. And for each cause you pass, this is what you have. If you have A, then it's going to be this. If you have B, then it's going to be this. If you have C, then it's going to be this. And you can never have C in all your courses and make it first class. So he's telling you the revelation even before your genesis. So this place of the scripture is very important because when we go to this scripture, I feel like preaching here. We now understand what tool is used in defeating the devil. So, by the time we reach this scripture, the book of Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, the Bible starts telling us what the people use to defeat Satan. So the Bible is saying, and they defeated him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. So God is now saying that Satan was defeated by people that defeated Satan. The two they used, the two bullets they used to defeat Satan. Hmm. How many of you would love to fight the devil or you want to deal with the devil? You want to fight the devil and win the devil in your life? Let me see. You see people that don't want to. They just... <laughs> There are people that don't want to fight the devil. Some pastors came to visit me. So I took them around. I took them around to make them enjoy a quiet bomb. We went to Yo, went to everywhere. And I said, okay, it would be important also for us to go to Eastern Obolo also. At least let's enter the canoe. So we went there, entered the canoe. We passed the canoe. As believers, we were happy. We now started singing. Ekanka power, powerless power. Singing all the powerless powers. We mentioned their names. When we now mention mommy water power, one pastor say, I beg go, I beg go, I beg go. May they dead their day, may we dead our day, I beg go. No go person tell you to go insult person, I beg go. The pastor has failed to understand that what makes us victor is that we defeat the devil home and away. Yeah. <laughs> we don't only. We don't only defeat him in our home and he defeats us in their home. No, 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 we don't do that. After this series, we are entering into what we call the Sinner Simon series. We defeat the devil home and away. I can go to the witchcraft coven and mention Jesus and all of them will run. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you can't say, ah, that's their territory, give their territory, that's what they do in prayer houses. And you see, anybody who says, give it to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and liken it to juju, or give jujus to something that has to do with juju, to juju, and give it something, you are an illiterate, because you don't have Google in your phone. If you have Google in your phone, you will type Caesar, and know that Caesar was a name of somebody who was a ruler. So they now liken anybody who is in that throne to Caesar. Because he was the greatest king of all time. So they are talking about kings. It's like now I said, let's have a service on a certain day. And we now said, oh, that day is public holiday. I said, let's give to Jagaban what belongs to Jagaban. 
It's just government. Let's go back to the teaching. Wow. So the Bible now mentioned the people that defeated the devil because this is what the revelation does. They now check the people that defeated Satan because how to defeat Satan from Genesis is to check revelation. The people that defeated Satan, how did they defeat Satan? Because the devil will not use a new strategy on you. He will always use the old strategy. Satan is not intelligent. The thing he knows how to do, he just knows how to do it well. He's not very, very intelligent. He doesn't have so much ways to do That's why I can always predict how Satan will win you. In my book of Overcoming Looseness, I have already predicted how Satan will sleep with you. And for every time you fall into fornication, go and check. There's a prescription already. The Bible has already predicted how Satan will tempt you. It's very simple. Yeah, I've predicted it. But you always fall for something that has already been predicted. They won the victory over him. Who is the him? Satan. So now, the book of Revelation is telling us how they defeated Satan. How many people will want to know how to defeat Satan? He is now telling us how they defeated Satan. So, for you that will win Satan, God is already doing a review on how you will win Satan. And he says, two bullets are used to deal with him, defeated him. With just two bullets. The bullet number one is the blood of the lamb. I'm going to tell you what all that means. Bullet number two means the words of their testimonies. Number one, the blood of the lamb consists on they overcame the devil because they were saved by the blood. Not really that they shouted the blood. Am I talking to somebody? They were saved by the blood. So the main fact that they were saved by the blood of Jesus gave them a victory over Satan automatically. So the people that must defeat the devil must be saved by the blood. So the Bible says that they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb. The people that will defeat the devil. You cannot be in the devil's camp and defeat the devil. You can never. How do you stay in the country and defeat the president? You cannot. So when the guy said, let's go to court. Let's say let's sway in the president first. It was one of the biggest tricks that could ever happen. So for you to be able to defeat the devil, you need to move out of the devil's kingdom and fight the devil and unwin him. So the first thing they did to defeat the devil was the blood of the lamb. So the question I want to ask you is that, are you washed by the blood? Have you been saved by the blood? Have you been delivered by the blood? So that's it. That's the first thing. If you have been delivered by the blood, then you have had the first bullets to deal with Satan. And I'm going to give you the second one now. All the things I'm going to say here today is different from what you've known. Is it the scripture? You used to shout, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, two times, blood of Jesus. Let's shout, blood of Jesus, three times. If your blood is bigger than your neighbor's blood, then you have got your neighbor's victory. You now shout. That's not how we defeat the devil. It's one of the ways we defeat the devil. But to be saved by the blood. 
let me tell you something most things are not said most things are just done i'll give you a deeper explanation on what i said most things are not just said they're better done than being said am i talking to somebody so it's not just saying the blood of jesus it is have you been washed by the blood now if you have been washed by the blood your main walking is the blood of jesus it's not you that will be shouting the blood of jesus it's the devil that will see the blood and said no, no no let's not go this way the blood of jesus they'll ask him what do you see he say i'm seeing the blood of jesus i'm telling you that's why the bible says let no man trouble me for i bear in me the mark of christ what is the mark of christ ever since i've been washed by the blood of christ I don't know has blood poured on your leg before or somewhere you see that if blood stains on your leg or stains anywhere after some time it dries off so you have to scratch it out so the blood of jesus that was used to wash us has created a great mark on our body that makes the devil not to near us because we have been washed by the blood so the bible says they that will defeat the devil I'm going to defeat him by the blood of the lamb. Many times I see people who are fighting the devil and yet they are not safe. They feel prayer houses fighting the devil and they are not saved. They are not born again and they are fighting the devil. So when they go there, they find some songs to please the devil and beg the devil. You need to be around when I will be teaching on the sinner's sermon. Pleading with the devil for the devil to leave them alone. Said, and what have we done to you that you have not left us alone? I run from my father's house. You still pursue me. Something, something, something that looks like that. <laughs> Some things are better said than done. Like the blood of Jesus. It's better being washed by the blood than you just saying the blood of Jesus. That's a better way because it's not all the time that you will know we had to shout the blood of jesus and you shout it imagine there are charms that are put on the ground and you did not know and you are passing by the place and you didn't know that you have just matched something that you will now have a levantiatis you didn't know you just matched something and you pass since you didn't know you didn't shout the blood of jesus and since you didn't shout the blood of jesus it affected your leg but if you were washed by the blood if you were baptized by the blood by the time you pass the, the blood has already spoken that's why that's why the bible said that the blood of jesus speaks better things so now it's not you shouting the blood of jesus it's the blood of jesus shouting for you it's the blood of jesus speaking better things not you just speaking most times you speak the blood of jesus but the blood of jesus has not spoken so how we defeated the devil is by the blood of the lamb the day you are saved from sin the day jesus blood has started working in your life you are delivered from 70 percent of your trouble do you get what i'm saying the day you are saved 70 percent of your prayer points are handled you have that 30 percent to deal with Many times we lay hands on people and we said, in the name of Jesus, you're here. Good. In the name of Jesus, you're here. Good. Very fine. But whose name did Jesus shout? 
Jesus said, I came in my father's name. I don't just mention my father's name. I came in my father's name. And Jesus said, I send you in my name. In my name you shall cast out demon. Not speaking my name you will cast out demon. It's not saying my name you will cast out demon. In my name, that is. It is better to come in the name of Jesus than to shout the name of Jesus. The truth is that the moment you are a child of God and you are doing anything, you are doing it in the name of Jesus. You are already doing it in the name. What that means is that a child of God is called Christ's representative. So by the time you're doing something, you are representing Christ already. So now it is not more on how I say in the name of Jesus be healed. If I just lay hands and said be healed, the person is still healed in the name of Jesus because I'm already coming in the name. So I don't need to be healed. Oh God, Jesus. If I tell you, go and get my phone from my wife. And I call my wife. I say, someone is coming to take my phone from you and bring it to me. You don't need to go there and say, in the name of uh, your husband, give me the phone. No, 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 no. You just, are you the one? He said, yes, okay. Take the phone. So some things are better done than said. So many people just say, in the name of Jesus, go. It's not about you shouting, in the name of Jesus, go. It is, are you coming in the name of the Lord? Are you coming in the name of the Lord? So Jesus didn't have to shout the name of God in any place. There's no place Jesus shouted, Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. <laughs> but he just said that I came in the name of my Father. And I have also sent you to go in my name. I'm not saying it's not good for you shout in the name of Jesus. It's very good. It's a name that, at the mention of his name, every name was bow. He's very powerful. But it is more to come in the name of Jesus. That's why most of the miracles that are done in the Bible, you see it is more of the demonstration of whose name they came with than whose name they mentioned. And even in the mentioning of the name, there's so much problem in mentioning of the name because the Bible says it's not them that call me Lord, Lord. So many people call him Lord, Lord, but they have not come in the name of the Lord. So he becomes impersonation. So since it's impersonation, you now have more problem. Some people went to go and do something and they said in the name of Jesus that Paul preached. He said in the name of Jesus that Paul preached. That was interpreted by Apollos. Be healed. And they said... Jesus, I know Paul. I know who are you? The guy becomes stranded. <laughs> because he used the name, but didn't come in the name. So let's use the second key. The second key was that we overcome the devil by the words of our testimonies. What that scripture is saying is that they overcame the devil by the words of their testimonies. This is contrary to what you have ever known and what you have ever believed. What you've ever heard is that we overcame the devil by the words of their testimonies. That is the word of God. That's not true. It didn't say the word of God's testimony. The Bible is the testimony of the Lord. But we are not overcoming the devil by the testimonies of the Lord. We are overcoming by our testimonies. I'll tell you what that means. What that means is that God allow us to go through something 
so that we have testimonies. And the reason why God allowed us to go through something so that we will have testimonies is because for every testimony you have, it becomes your bullets to deal with the devil. This is why believers go through bad things. The reason is that every bad thing you go through is a bullet that God gives you to deal with the devil. Because the Bible says they overcame the devil by the words of their testimonies. Testimonies is what they went through. So now, if God allowed you to have malaria and you called on God to heal you of malaria, he will heal you. By the time God heals you of malaria, you have now had a bullet to defeat the devil when it comes with typhoid. So now, when you are praying against typhoid, you will say, God, I remember how you healed me of malaria. I know you will heal me of typhoid. By the time you have done that, you have hated the devil. He runs. Because you have now Apart from defeating him by the blood of the lamp, you have heated him by the words of your testimony. How did David defeat Goliath? He says, I know that God will give me this uncircumcised Philistine, and I will kill him, I will deal with him. They said, how do you know? He said, God gave me the bear, and I used my hands, and I tore the bear into pieces. I also held the lion who came to take my father's sheep, and I rented the lion into pieces. So I know... So now, I would have asked God, why did you allow a 17-year-old boy to see a lion in the bush? Why didn't you protect him from seeing a lion in the bush? Why did you terrify the life of a small boy? What if he was not able to kill him? So God allowed David to see the lion in the bush because he knows that one day, David will meet Goliath in the field. So all the people that never saw lion in the bush could not say anything to Goliath. All the people that had never seen lion and have never fought lion and have never dealt with bear could not say anything to Goliath. They all ran away, including their king. They all ran away and they were hiding themselves. But for somebody that God allowed him to go through something, I don't know what God has allowed you to go through. But all that you're going through is a bullet to deal with the devil when he comes. So the Bible says they overcame the enemy. By the blood of the Lamb and the words of their own testimony, what they went through. So they tell the devil, I was almost dead and God brought me back to life. So you can't kill me. The moment they say that the devil is weak, is defeated. Goliath was defeated from the time David said, God gave me bear and I rented it with my hands. He brought lion to me. I killed it with my hands. So this uncircumcised, he had even undressed him. <laughs> By saying he's uncircumcised, he had already undressed him. This uncircumcised Philistine will be one of them. From that time, Goliath became a walking corpse. You see, when people don't go through something, they feel that they have more advantage than people who have gone through something. Maybe when this guy was telling his testimony, oh, today I just came back from the bush and I saw a lion. I almost died. But by the grace of God, I killed the lion. They said, <laughs> see, our grace and grace is not the same. 
in our level of grace, God has delivered us from seeing lion. Your grace has delivered you from not having bullets to deal with the devil. Am I talking to somebody? So the test of time is this. That there are very many times that God will see you go through something and he will refuse to help you. How do I mean he will refuse to help you? He will refuse to make you not to go through it. But he will give you the grace to overcome it. But he will refuse to stop you from going through it. He will keep quiet and allow you to go through it. And why does he keep quiet and allow me to go through it? Because you will need everything you learn from going through it. To deal with the next phase of the devil you are going to see. So he will just keep quiet. And you're going through it. And you're going through it. Imagine your father is the headmaster of a school. And you are in the school. And you're taking common entrance. And he's allowing you to go through it. If my father is a VC. And he loves me. Why not just call me to the office and tear the something and give to me? But if I tear mechanical engineering certificate and give to you, when you now face with the real mechanic work, <laughs> what will you do? Do you understand what I'm saying? Have you seen why God doesn't cut your suffering short? Because everything you go through because of God is a preparation ground for where you'll be. So he allows you to go through it. Many times it's not that God is happy with what you go through. God had to be quiet and allow Jesus to go through the things he went through on the cross. Because if he is not beaten, how then will we say by his stripes we are healed? So he had to keep quiet. He's painful, but he had to allow you to go through it. It's called the test of time. It's just a test of time. It doesn't last for a long time. It's just that it will look so hot like God has forsaken you. Have you had so much carryover and you feel that there's no God? You just feel that there's no God. In fact, you just... Did I say you feel? You know. You just know that there's no God. If there's God, how come people that are children of the world, they all pass and they, I did not? You just know. Even the cause that you had faith on. Looks like your faith has failed. God is training you through that process. So that one day when you're talking to somebody, you'll be able to give somebody a hope that another person cannot give. I can talk to you now powerfully like I'm preaching to you because I've had carryovers before. I've had ace before. I've had ace many times. I've had carryover many times. Not too many anywhere. <laughs> and I can tell you that none of those things moved me. Do you understand? Sometimes I will look at my results like this. I said, that's their business. It has nothing to do with me. Because I can't believe that me that casted out demons, laying hands on people who are falling on the ground, is the one that they are giving deed to. That's their, that's their business. 
most times the thing is even in your hand for how long are you going to be mature enough for God to hand it over the things he want to give to you to how long are you going to be mature enough because it's more on your level of maturity the blessing is not very important it's not very big in God's hands it's not that God can't give it to you but are you mature enough to handle God's blessing so you find in Malachi chapter 3 verse 7 God says do this and test me and see so even our tithing becomes a that God is giving you money and he's testing your loyalty. So he just gave you 10,000. It's so difficult for you to give him 1,000. So he said, ah, this guy is not still ripe enough. <laughs> this guy is not still ripe enough. He's not still. He doesn't still understand that all that he has should be mine. He doesn't still. So many times the test of time that God gives to us is just a little time. A time of pruning. A time of reworking. A time of building. And by the time you are done with the school, you become excessively wonderful, greater than anybody that has not gone through that school. It's called a test of time. Bow your heads. Are you going through anything currently because of Jesus? The latter part of that scripture said, They love not their life unto death. They did not want to do anything to shorten what they go through. They didn't want to fall into sin and say, Oh, I'm going through so much. Let me do what others are doing. They love not their life unto death. They allow themselves to go through what God was putting them through. 